0: What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 52 of Crime and Court USA. I'm recording this on February 7th, 2024. I'm your host Mundo Cario. I hope you guys are doing well. Me, I've been doing great, man. Can't complain. Here, I've been going strong. Real quick, before we do get into the news, I do want to pimp the Patreon. If you want to support me, go to patreoncom USA. For just a dollar, you can get exclusive episodes. Just like the one I did this last week, where I pondered the question, is South Park the greatest animated show of all time? Alright, so let's just get into the news here. We're actually going to start off with Donald Trump this week, just to get him out of the way. <laughs> so, a federal's appeal court has unanimously rejected... Remember, these, these federal appeals courts, they usually have a panel of judges, usually three judges. They unanimously rejected his claim that, his, that he is immune... From prosecution, because he was the president at the time at the time of the crime, this this is the one where he um is charged with trying to overturn the results of the twenty twenty election, so he said that because he was president, <laughs> technically still, at the time when he tried doing that back in january twenty twenty one that he's immune due to presidential immunity. basically I knew that was a Hillary from the second I saw it. So I knew that wasn't going to work. You see a lot of Hail Marys in court, guys. You just do with, with the defense. You just see. <laughs> like, I knew right away this just wasn't going to work. And I'm sure a lot of people saw that, too. You, you got to do what you got to do, right, as a defense lawyer. So they tried, but it didn't work. They basically argued in, in their ruling that this means that just because you're president, you could assassinate a political rival and be good basically that you could just shoot somebody square in the face (laughs) and not suffer any repercussions for it. They were like, no, you still, uh, you still have to face the consequences for that. They also, there, there there's also a point made that, uh, because you're president and therefore have the duty to uphold the constitution that doesn't make you immune from upholding the constitution. There's some good, there's some good stuff in there. Yeah. They they called bullshit and, and shot it down. So So no no deal on that. (laughs) Also, uh, today on Thursday, when this podcast comes out, the uh, Supreme Court is expected to hear the case where he was removed from the ballot in Colorado. Now, this is huge, because this could could determine whether he could be removed from the ballot in all 50 states, and he is currently the Republican frontrunner for the GOP presidential nomination. So... I, th- I just think I said Republican and GOP in, like, the same sentence. little redundant, whatever. So that would be huge. That would basically, uh, you know, kick him out of the race. <laughs> the the skort. The skort. <laughs> That's actually... That is a great way to kind of sum up Supreme Court. The scort. I'm going to start using that now. The scort is 6-3 to three, major, uh, Repo- conservative to liberal majority, so... They usually, they split down those ideological lines pretty often. Pretty darn often. So they might kind of go in his favor this time. But that would be my guess. If I had to guess. I will obviously update you guys. I'm not sure how, how quick this is going to turn around. I know they're going to hear the case on Thursday. I don't know how quickly they're going to make a decision. So the rest of the world will definitely be keeping an eye on that. All right, so let's let's move on. So remember Ethan Crumbly. He was a 15-year-old at the time when he shot a bunch of people at his school in November of 2021 in Oxford, Michigan. He killed seven fellow students and injured, I'm sorry, he killed four students and injured another seven, and he was actually recently sentenced to life in prison on, on several charges. Now his parents, this is the notable case, because his parents were charged with manslaughter for buying him the gun. Again, he was only 15. So they had, they, someone else had to buy it for him. He couldn't buy this gun legally himself. They bought it for him. And there was also a lot of other stuff. I'll, I'll put a, I'll link to a story in here, you guys, uh, about his mental health and how the school was worried about him, but the uh, Crumleys didn't seem so worried about him. And that was presented at trial as how they, they ignored signs that their son was troubled and may have done something like this. Like he was uh, drawing violent images at school, things like that. And so, yeah, she was convicted. After about 11 hours of deliberation, she will be sentenced in April. Her husband, James Crumley, is scheduled to go to trial in March. So not sure how much prison time she faces for this. I I imagine she will be sentenced to at least a few years. And then James Crumley, I'm not sure how. I'm sure the same exact case is probably going to be leveled against him. Obviously a different jury though, so we'll see how, how they fall on that. If if everyone gets convicted in this case, I mean, you just have to think about how crazy this was. Not only did it ruin the families of the of the victims, of course, and the victims, not only the ones who were killed, but the ones who were shot as well, and now and the, also the students who were there that day, tra- traumatized for the rest of their lives, no doubt. But this just completely uh, ruined this crumbly family. I mean, just because they bought their kid a gun, and for what reason? Their 15-year-old son who had possible mental health problems? Why... Would you do that? Really, why would you do that? That's very very irresponsible. Now, look, I know people take their kids out shooting all the time. Okay. Like it's it's normal little kids go hunting. I get it. But it's just it's just to what end would you buy your kid a handgun at 15 years old who again is exhibiting some scary scary things and uh yeah, so th- this is just completely tore apart the Crumley family that are all going to go to prison over this probably. I imagine James will likely get convicted. Maybe not. You you never know until these things actually play out. But so far, the mother and the kid go into prison. Just over over a gun. Well, I mean, over a lot. Over this kid's decision to go to school that day and, you know, injure and kill a bunch of his classmates. I don't know. It's just, uh, just bad actions lead to horrible, horrible consequences. All right, so let's move on to the bigger story of the week. So on January 23rd, Six people were found gunned down and four of them were burned in the desert near San Bernardino, California. And what investigators are saying could have been a a dispute involving illegal marijuana, an illegal marijuana growing operation. So despite the fact that California has legal recreational marijuana and nearly half the states in the country have legal recreational marijuana and surely more and more are going to legalize it in the coming years, there's, there seems to be a lot of organized crime violence still, even in states where it is legal. And you really have to ask yourself why that is. First off, let's go back and just get, go over the details of the case here. So again, January 23rd, this all goes down right now. One of the victims identified as Franklin Noel Bonilla, he, he was only 22 years old. He calls 911. He says he has been shot and that he doesn't know where he is. Later, the authorities get there. And they find the six deceased men, but is one of them. He did die before they, they made it there. But by this time right now, only three of the victims had been identified. Well, four of them had been identified, but three of them publicly, because the fourth one had not, they were still looking for the next of kin. The other two had not been identified yet. Um, You know, I hate to be gruesome, but they were burned. So I just imagine it's going to be a little hard to identify them. But the ones who were identified are, again, Franklin Bonilla, Baldemar Mondagon Albaran, he was 34, and Kevin Dariel Bonilla, he was 25. So some young fellas here. Five people were arrested. Toniel Baez Duarte, Mateo Baez Duarte, José Nicolás Hernández Arabia, José Gregorio Hernández Arabia, and José Manuel Burgos the, uh The authorities have said that the victims are all possibly Honduran nationals, did a little bit of research, it just looks like there's a lot of Latin American gangs in California, so couldn't really nail this down to who this could be exactly. Now, they haven't said for sure that this is cartel violence of any kind, but, I mean, <laughs> this all this all very much suggests that it was uh, cartel related, although very sloppy. I mean, burning cars in the middle of the desert. And five, five-year guys got arrested for it. Not, you know, per- pretty sloppy work if it is cartel work, but all, all the signs of it's a cartel, right? Spoiler, it's probably a cartel. So, yeah, all of them were fatally shot. Some of them burned as well. And some of the, there were two cars there. One of them was just pocked up with bullet holes that I believe both of them were burned as well. So, again, this is not the first time this has happened in California. Back in 2007, people. Were killed in riverside county in southern that's the southern part of california um and they were they were laotian immigrants okay from laos yo what's up future mundo here so i definitely misspoke and said that they laotians died in 2000 i definitely meant 2020 that's 2020 not 2000 okay back to the show and then in 2021 a father and son were shot dismembered and burned in california and they were mexican so it's also not only is um is there uh th- these killings and all this violence around marijuana but also it's it involves these immigrants as well so it's like people are coming here you know because they could still thrive in the illegal market presumably because of high taxes and other things like that but they're coming over here and <laughs> trying to live that american dream you know trying to live that scarface dream and they're getting involved in this stuff and. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, we all know how, how how, this stuff can go with cartels and illegal drugs and whatever else. So, yeah, it, it's pretty crazy because you, you, you just wouldn't think that. You you would think that just because it's legalized that there wouldn't be so much violence around it. But clearly there there is still. And I read a, what's, what's this gentleman's name? Hold on. LZ Granderson. He's a columnist from the LA Times. I guess one of the people who wasn't laid off. <laughs> he wrote a great column saying that part of the reason is because the federal or part of the reason could be because federally it's still a schedule one drug it's still in there with heroin and all these things that you just would not think it should be uh, associated with at all and because it's so uh it's categorized as such that it's still basically super super illegal at the federal level and that's causing still a uh, illegal market to thrive he was arguing that it at least needs to be downgraded a bit so that you know less less dangerous people get involved in these illegal activities the more illegal you make something the more i guess crazier people you're gonna get go into it you know that's just kind of how it goes any kind of cop who deals with drugs will tell you that too it's just hey this this kind of stuff attracts violent people it's just the way it is so one solution could be to just straight up legalize it and maybe they should i think we're all kind of uh getting our heads around on marijuana no pun intended there But Granderson pointed out in his column that 70% of Americans believe it should be legalized. And again, half the nation states have already kind of legalized, or not already kind of, but have legalized it recreationally already. 70% is very high. That is very, very high. So you have to wonder why this is not a bigger issue on Capitol Hill. I know there's a lot of other things going on, budgets and wars and all that, but the, the stuff that they do make a big deal of You think marijuana would be there too just because you know like it is a big deal i think because attitudes are changing towards it and also just get it over with come on you know where it's going i mean does the federal law really have that much authority anyways if i say this here's my proposal if more than half the states legalize something that's federally illegal then that federal law becomes moot that that's my proposal all right Mundo for Congress. (laughs) But seriously, what what kind of authority does the law have if the the states are just ignoring it? There is no authority, basically. So you guys are, you guys have lost it. You guys have lost the plot here. Legalize it already. Let's stop the cartel violence. No need for all these people to get killed or to even get involved in it in the first place. All right. They, They all made a decision, I guess, to get involved with it. But... I don't know, let them get involved with heroin shit. <laughs> That's going to be categorized the same way. Don't do heroin, kids. All right, I think that is all for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much to the Patreon supporters, Daniel, Tony, Andres, and Emily. I really appreciate you guys. Again, if you want to support me, head over to patreon.com slash USA where you can get exclusive episodes for just a dollar. All right, guys, until next time, my name is Mundo, and I'm out. Peace.